some people have language some people are very articulate some people are good with words well dance was my language it helped me express things that i couldn't really say and i can't imagine my life without it welcome to season two of the arts access florida podcast i'm your host malika hollis each episode we amplify the voices of the diverse art nonprofit organizations in our community Conversations, community, and connection is right here on the Arts Access Florida podcast. Support for Arts Access Florida comes from Community Foundation Tampa Bay, championing philanthropy, encouraging and connecting givers to bring lasting good investing in education and economic mobility. Learn more at cftampabay.org. That's cftampabay.org. On this episode, we speak with Amanda Van Meter Birch, founder and director of Central Florida Choreographers Collaboration. We chat about her love of dance and how boredom led her to start this organization. We discuss their focus on collaboration of artists and the blessing in disguise of opening their doors unknowingly before the pandemic. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Would you mind telling us how you started the Central Florida Choreographers Collaboration? Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Uh, CFC started in 2019, uh, shortly after I graduated from college, and uh, it was really birthed out of boredom. Um, I was freshly injured uh, after teaching a class in my last semester of college, and uh, I was getting into photography, being a little less mobile at that time, so I was kind of on the mend, and I just got to a point where I was wishing that there were more resources out there. Um, sort of a platform to create work for choreographers um, that wasn't necessarily tied to any one dance organization or studio. So um, I just kind of had put the word out there, uh, hoping that other choreographers would be interested in collaborating and creating a show. And it turned out that there were several that were very interested in the idea. And So the first season, we had uh, five choreographers that we brought on uh, to create work that was sort of a live show. And um, then the pandemic happened uh, right when we were starting to get momentum and it kind of uh, shifted focus. And because we were um, kind of already, you know, building that momentum, I was wondering, okay, like, how do you guys feel about possibly doing a dance film instead? And uh, so they were all really into it and they were all really happy to still have a a platform and and an outlet to create during that hard time. So um, that's sort of how that got started. And uh, it snowballed into three years later, we're making our our third. Wow. That's awesome. I love that it was created out of boredom. I think I feel like so many amazing ideas come from boredom (laughs) for for a lot of people. Yeah. 
it's like, how can I entertain myself? And um, yeah, definitely what with a dance injury, what dance injury did you have? Um, well, I was teaching uh, during the BFA showcase, the warm up for the show, and I came down out of a jump and I snapped my ACL. Ooh, uh, it was a complete tear. So, yeah, that was <laughs> not fun, but definitely a, a learning time uh, in my life. So. Yeah. Wow. That sounds so painful. I can imagine it. Ugh. As a dancer, so you're a dancer yourself, a teacher, and a choreographer. Um, what what do you love most about the art form of dance? Well, dance has always been a part of my life in some form. Uh, you know, I started very young. And, uh, you know, when you're when you don't really have that safe place anywhere else, dance became sort of that safe place that I would always go back to. And it, it was always just mine. And, um, you know, when some people have language, some people are very articulate, some people are good with words. Well, you know, dance was my language and it was, it helped me express things that I couldn't really say. Um, and I just fell in love with the creative process of it. Um, I fell in love with the art of just learning new ways to move and uh, how that felt in my body. Yeah. And I love, I love uh, watching other people's quality of movement and I love watching that journey for them as well. So um, many, many facets of dance. I just absolutely love, and I can't imagine my life without it. Awesome. I, I, I feel the same way. And as I spoke to you a little bit earlier about, um, I too danced and it was, um, I think my parents put me in dance when I was like three and I danced all through, all through school, all through high school into college. Um, it's, yeah, it's been the one constant thing that I haven't, um, ever gotten tired of. I just loved, everything about it. I loved learning the dances. I loved taking different types of dance classes. Um, the, the group of friends I made, the, I think it teaches you many things outside of dance and just, you know, determination and consistency. And uh, Mm -hmm. there are so many positives from that experience. Um, and I, I always wish that people had, um, the opportunity to get involved in dance in any way, because I think it's, it's one of the most beneficial, um, sports activities, things you can do for yourself. So I'm, I'm there with you. I think dance, dance is it in my head. (laughs) I totally agree. And, you know, like you said, the things that we learn in the classroom, even with these younger dancers who are being brought up into it, um, you know, they're getting so many life skills that even if they don't go on to a career in dance, they're going to be able to apply those elsewhere, you know, that work ethic, um, the expression, the kind of tackling, uh, almost a fear of, you know, how, how you look, because in a dance class, you know, you're, it's, it's very vulnerable. They've got these giant mirrors. There's a teacher, you know, there's all these other students, but, um, I think the ones that go on to be really successful are the ones that don't really care, um, about how they look and, just enjoy it for what it is. But yeah, if they're going on to be doctors, lawyers, um, teachers, you know, anything that those skills that are um, being obtained in a studio setting in a classroom setting are going to go on to touch their lives forever. Yep, absolutely. They're, they're priceless. So 
to switch a slight gear, but in the same realm at CFCC, you guys, you know, you you try to help nurture your choreographers and their craft and give them a space to to create. Um, what do some of those opportunities look like? Um, well, I think as a baseline, it's it's really it. it it develops things like uh, professional development and allowing them to uh, create what they want um, on their terms and, and sort of become innovative in this new way of doing it, especially in the realm of film, because it's so different than the stage. Um, and a lot of the logistics that go behind that, um, maybe not having a, a huge budget to produce a work, um, and sort of figuring out those avenues of, okay, how can we make this work? What goes behind it? What permits do we need for location? What licensing do we need for music? Um, can we afford this? If not, how can we make it work without a huge budget? Um, and having those resources that, you know, if you have questions about something and, and you don't know the answer, or I don't know the answer, we're going to research it out and walk in it together. Um, so having that support from, the organization and from the other choreographers that are involved and the other artists involved involved is a, it's a key um, aspect of, of what we do here. I love that. That's, that's another great example of more skills they're getting outside of dance um, that they can use, not just for dance, but in their lives in many different ways. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. So you said that you guys opened 2019. Yes. That changed the live performance aspect that your organization was hoping to do. And you mm -hmm. said you moved to more film-based work. How has that transition been? Surprisingly, it it kind of just took on a life of its own. Um, and we just kind of saw where it went, being open to learn new things and um, setting expectations, but n being flexible with those expectations. Um, because the good thing about film is that you can do it just about anywhere once you get the logistics on board um, and figuring out, you know, the permissions of, of where you can film. But the sky is the limit because we never actually got to the live performance aspect yet. Um, we will actually be doing that this season. Um, I don't know. We just kind of take it, took it one day at a time and every day has grown and we've learned more. Awesome. <laughs> While you're enjoying this episode of Arts Access Florida, we want to tell you about another podcast we think you'll like. The Zest is WUSF's podcast about food in Florida. We explore food history, chat with award-winning chefs, and more. Listen at thezestpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, can you tell us a little bit about some of the past films you've put on since you started in 2019? Yes. So we, as of now, have produced a total of 19 short films, and then we're producing another 17 this season. So it'll be a total of 36, I think. Um, and then those were compiled into bigger films so the first season was six short films compiled into the one and then last season the rest and then this season are even more so um 
I love that each one is different. Each vision is completely different. Nobody came to the table doing anything similar. Um, all of them had their own visions and it just, it worked out and each lineup has been really incredible and complimentary to each, each of the rest of the films. Um, I love going to different places across our beautiful state. Um, you know, and even the audience, like they, they, this has been, a uh, a good point of feedback for us of like, Oh, I, I recognize that place. Or it was so great to see all these different places in Florida. The geographical aspect has definitely been fun. The choreographers have chosen to submit them to film festivals and the few that have gone on to film festivals have done really, really well. And, um, it's, it's very rewarding for us to see the accolades that, um, that these films are acquiring, for instance, uh, Bound has done incredibly well. It was uh, choreographed by Sarah Milovets, and she's actually a uh, dance and film graduate. So her focus has kind of been dance films. And so she's sort of living the dream right now. And uh, she came on board with us the first season as a dancer and actually helped film behind the scenes with a few of those projects. And then last season, she came on board as a choreographer and created her own dance film. And she's been submitting to all these festivals and it's getting selected places and it's won awards in different places. And so that has been really, really exciting to see that take off. Um, another one that uh, has done really well is Woven Widows, which was actually a replacement project for one of the choreographers that had a family emergency. So we had about a two week window to come up with an idea, um, find a location for it, cast uh, dancers for it and create it from the ground up. And it, it happened really, really fast, but it actually became one of my favorite projects. And that's gone on to win awards at festivals as well. That's so cool. I love that. So I'm curious like about the process of it all. So you have choreographers. So when you guys are auditioning dancers, are these dancers like already a part? Are they a part of CFCC? Are they dancers who come and audition from, you know, around Florida? And then you mentioned um, one of the choreographers was a dancer first and then is now a choreographer. So like, how does that all work? Usually every season we have put out an open call audition. Um, there are video auditions done online and we compile a list and the choreographers will go through that list. Some of the choreographers, um, they'll bring their own dancers as well. Um, just dancers that they've danced with or built, have built relationships with. And uh, some of the choreographers actually dance in their pieces and other pieces, they'll audition as well. So um, they come from, from all areas of Central Florida. And uh, a lot of them are uh, past dancers. Some of them have been with us since our first season. Um, some are returning from last season. So um, each, each season's different. Okay. I love that. That sounds, that sounds really cool. I like this idea. I'm going to, I'm going to tell a couple dancers that I know. I know some who are graduating or who have been out of, you know, the dance world for a couple years and are kind of looking for something to get involved in. So maybe they would be, they would be interested in this. Yes. I, and I, I love that. I, I love those in-between dancers that are, are um, sort of freshly graduated, but aren't, don't really have a plan or are not 
maybe stuck on what to do next. Um, I, I am all about that because, you know, we want to, we want people to have those opportunities that are, are maybe like, like I said, just stuck. So. Right. And just to facilitate dance after school, it's such a hard thing to find. I remember when I graduated college and I moved back home uh, here to Tampa, I would go to my old studio and for the first year or two, I would just take like the advanced class. Me and my friend would go, but after a while we felt like, Oh, I don't know if we want to go to their. It felt like we shouldn't take the the kids' class. Like they should have their class, and mm-hmm. it was hard to find um, a, an adult class specifically for that in between dancer who's you know more than yes. it, like is advanced, but you know is isn't like training every single day anymore. But they can mm-hmm. still dance, so they're just trying to find an outlet. So that has still been something that I've kind of found some places here and there. But it's it's not um. It's not it's not an easy thing to find, which is surprising for the the amount of dancers in the area. Very true. Very, very true. And it, this is something that we've actually um, we did an adult class here in Sumter County, which is actually where I'm from. And, uh, you know, I work from home and uh, it did it did really well, but it kind of fizzled off because of the location that we're in. So most of our artists are actually from, you know, the more metro areas like Tampa or Orlando. And so it's a stretch for them to travel that far. But I I agree with you. And I hear that a lot from a lot of um, adult dancers, that it's really hard for them to find classes that um, are close to them or around their schedule. So it's something that I would love to tackle in the Central Florida area eventually. Um, But One step at a time. (laughs) One step at a time, exactly. Yes. What do you think is so special specifically about the Central Florida Choreographers Collaboration? You know, there's, because you're putting together all the elements now. You're putting dance, choreography, music, storytelling. I know there's something special about that, but how would you describe that? Um, I think what makes us unique is uh i think our flexibility for one um and our willingness to collaborate with basically anybody who who shows up um i i want to do more artistic collaborations with non-dancers um which they are happening i would like to see more of that but we did actually we've had uh other filmmakers collaborate with us uh musicians uh, actors, um, singers, music artists. Um, and we almost had a painter collaborate with us this season, but I'm not sure if that's gonna continue because the schedule's really busy, but, um, I I like having, pulling in all those artists that maybe want to work with dancers as well. Um, and then obviously it, it stays dance focused, but I think that everybody is stronger together. And obviously, you know, collaboration is in our name and that's a big focus for us. Um, and knowing that when, when you're creating something, it's not just you, like it takes a village and you need so many other facets. And I think that when we blend in all those other art mediums, it makes it so much more interesting so much more amazing and it also bridges the gap between you know maybe who's somebody who's not necessarily a dance enthusiast or doesn't understand dance um but maybe they like maybe they like sculptures 
or, you know, the majority, I think you'll find everybody has a music, you know, a music love and uh, they can get on board with that. And that kind of pulls them into the dance realm. So where it's not, it's not so ethereal or untouchable as it has been in the past. Yeah, I agree. It's a great opportunity for community, community based in different kinds of art. And, you know, it also, yeah, it could give somebody who maybe they've always been in the music world, but they've always been interested in dance, an opportunity to see it up close. And yeah, kind of Mm -hmm. destigmatize that fear that comes with, you know, because dance is kind of, um, I think it kind of is seen sometimes as like, just ballet or just like, you know, you have to be really good at it to do it. Um, But really, um, it's everybody can dance really if they want to. And I think that's a really great opportunity for for people to um, get an opportunity to see that up close. So lastly, my last question is, so what are your plans for this season? What do you guys have going on in 2022? Oh, so much is happening and I am beyond excited to see everything come to fruition. Um, Like I said, we are producing 17 short films that are going to be compiled into one 2022 dance film. Um, In addition to that, uh, we're actually planning to put on a a dance festival in the fall. And uh, that will include uh, classes, workshops, um, art installations, a live performance, and the film festival when we're going to release the full film as well. So that'll be released at the dance festival, and then it will be available online to stream for two weeks afterwards as well. Um, So we're currently uh, filming the projects, and we have until the end of June to do that, which is, ooh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to do. And yes, in, in those two short months, it's already May. We just filmed our first one of the season this past weekend and it went so amazing. It was such a great start to the season. And I'm, I can't wait to share it with everybody. Awesome. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was a pleasure. I loved talking dance, always love talking dance and anything in that realm. So this was very fun. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Dance is one of the great art genres that can bring you community, enrich your mental health, education, and give you the ability to create. Thanks again to Amanda, and we will see you in our next episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Arts Access Florida podcast. You can find more information on today's guests in the show notes. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Arts Access Florida or go to our website, artsaccessflorida.org, to get access to the arts. That's arts, A-X-I-S-F-L dot org. Our show is a product of WUSF Public Media and made possible by our sponsors, Community Foundation Tampa Bay and Gobiaf Foundation. A special thanks to our editor, Scott Walkler, and many more who make this show possible. Copyright 2022, WUSF Public Media.